what is keeping you in wilderness? And are you still carrying that Egypt mindset, even though you're out of Egypt, is Egypt still inside of you? And what should have taken only a handful of weeks took 40 years for the Israelites to transition from Egypt to wilderness to finally step in and fully transition into the promised land. If you guys have been tracking with us on this pod series when we're talking about is this wilderness, how to really discern wilderness. And I think sometimes it's a mindset that is hindering us to also discern the type of season that we're in. So today, we're going to be opening up, talking about the Egypt mindset, how to break free from it, and also what held them back and what is a prerequisite and what are some things that continue to allow us to be attached to that mindset that's back in Egypt. Again, the Israelites, they were already out of Egypt. They're already in wilderness, but something about Egypt kept allowing them to talk about it even though they were set free. So this also shows us that we can receive Jesus, we can accept the deliverer in our life, but it doesn't mean that our mindset is fully renewed. I see them in the wilderness, still thinking about the appetite of Egypt, still thinking about the past and the cravings of what they had in the past. And this same language, it really carried on since the very beginning of them transitioning out of Egypt, on their way of transitioning, stepping into a wilderness as they're going past the Red Sea, they still carried this language with them. So what's keeping people in bondage? What's keeping them? One of those that we're going to be talking about is our mouth. What if our mouth is delaying God's promises over our life? It says in the Bible that it is in the power of the tongue, death or life. It's in the power of the tongue. And we're called to, in the book of James, tame our tongue. And one of those things that you continue to see over and over again with the Israelites is complaining, is that murmur, the the murmuring, which is another word for the complaining. And what if your mouth is really the thing that's blocking your blessing? Because what I think is what I speak, and what I speak is what comes into action, and my action becomes my destiny. This same pattern they carried with them into wilderness, coming out of bondage, coming out of Egypt. And as we've been going through this series, I'd really recommend y'all to track to the beginning of Is This Wilderness series. We talked about how Egypt was a place of bondage. Wilderness is a place to deliver you from you. Promised land is definitely God's promise. And there's things to allow us to understand and know if we're really stepping into promised land. And one of those is when we're facing giants because you don't hear about giants until they step into the promised land and see. Now, Romans 12, 2 is what Simply Uncaged is all about. We're here to be Simply Uncaged. I'm actually rocking our our kingdom merch that we dropped not too long ago. And that's what it's really about. It's to be renewed in the mind and to seek ye first the kingdom of God, but to also move and operate in kingdom. Like I wanna be kingdom minded. I don't want to continue to be trapped in my old self. The old man is what the Bible calls it. But we're a new man in Christ. If any many man in Christ, they're a new creature, a new creation. Romans 12.2 is so real about renewing our mind. Because what we think affects how we speak. It affects how we move. It affects the actions we take. It affects our destiny. So just because you're out of Egypt, the question is, is Egypt out of you? We're going to be breaking down this Egypt mindset 
And we'll go through a couple verses today, but I, I want to open up in this because this is where you see this same pattern that they adapted or that they really held on to coming out of Egypt was already, that pattern was already there. Check this out, Exodus 14, verse 11 to 12. Then they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. It's so amazing just to be able to see it from God's perspective that one, it wasn't true that they were going to die in wilderness. God wanted to deliver. He heard the cries of his people and they were constantly getting afflicted. And this is what was happening. He heard the cries of his people and they're coming out. And now they're like, Moses, what did you do? Are you, are you here to die? We'd rather go serve our past. We'd rather serve Egypt. We'd rather be slaves. We're set free, but we're going to die out here. And you see how the enemy, when you're stepping into freedom, would use anxiety, fear to try to get you to go back to a place that he wants you in bondage. It's like the very thing God sets you free from is the very thing the enemy wants you to come back to. And I once heard this, that we need to stop running back to the very things that God has set us free from. And they're looking and, and they're speaking already. Here comes that complaining. Here already comes the language of talking about the past that we're already in transition to be set free on our way to promise. But when one thing goes wrong, when one thing goes wrong, we've, we've gotten like so soft as like Christians. We get so soft and sensitive to the point where we just break so quick. But we don't rely on our own strength anymore. We rely on God's. So as they're, as they're transitioning out, here comes fear. The Egyptians are coming after them and they'd rather stay in slavery. They'd rather stay in bondage than be set free because of one attack that is coming from the enemy. You guys see how these things hinder us from really developing as God's people. I pray that we develop. I pray that we grow up because there's a difference between getting old and growing up. We don't want to just get old. We want to grow in the Lord. We want to grow up in our wisdom, knowledge, revelation. We want to get stronger in the Lord. And we want to be able to, be, to, to, to go out there and not just always eat or drink milk. We, we want meat. There's going to be a time where you're going to need solid food and that development comes through the renewing of the mind. So this is Exodus 14, 11 to 12, and it says, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. It would have been better because I'm so comfortable. I'm so used to it. I mean, they were out there for hundreds of years, family, in Egypt. They were out there for hundreds of years, and here they come. Speaking, we would have rather been back there because I grew up in this, because there's generations of convenience and being comfortable. But the moment I'm taking a risk and walking by faith and it becomes uncomfortable, it makes me want to go back to the very thing that kept me comfortable my whole life. But there's no growth there. It's in slavery. It's bondage. It's toxic. And it might get scary to transition, but I promise y'all, when you break free of this Egypt mindset. And again, I'm talking Egypt mindset here. When you break free from this Egypt mindset, whew, there's so much more freedom in that. There's so much more freedom in that. 
Now, let me just talk about a few uh, scriptures here because this pattern continued to take place throughout their whole time in wilderness. The same pattern of complaining. Remember, you'll actually see them complaining quite a few times. And here it is in Numbers 11. They're finally in wilderness at this point. Now, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Complaining displeases God for the Lord heard it and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. Get you some people that will intercede for you as your leaders, even in the midst of you complaining. <laughs> Here comes uh, Moses interceding for God's people because of their own complaining. It was them. It was their fault. It wasn't Moses' fault. It was them complaining. Verse 3, so he called the name of the place Tibera because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. You see this? Who's going to give us food to eat? Because we remember the appetite that we had, the cravings that we had back in Egypt. See, sometimes God wants us to change our taste. He wants to change the cravings that we have in the circumstance and season that we're in. And I think that's where transformation takes place. It's like a new taste bud. Verse 6, but now our being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. You guys see how there, it, it was kind of a lie. They're like, there's nothing except this. So there is something. It's just that you don't want what God is offering you. <laughs> Yo, that can preach a whole nother message right there. You don't want what God is giving you because he doesn't supply wants, he supplies needs. And they're like, there's nothing here except this manna. Well, it, there is something. You just decide to be rebellious. You just decide to complain that you don't get what you're looking for, what you're craving, but God is still providing. Don't blame God that you're craving. And what if God, what if he was giving them manna to change their craving, to change their diet? Mm. But now our whole being is dried up. There's nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Now, all, now the manna was like coriander seed and it's color like the color of bedellium. The people who went about and gathered it, ground it on millstones or beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans and made cakes of it. And its taste was like a taste of pastry with oil. So it's amazing because they still got provided for. But you see how like your appetite, your cravings can allow you to not see what's already in front of you. Can you guys see that when you're craving the past patterns, it's hard to see what God is packaging in this season today? Like, there's nothing here except manna. There is something, and God gave it. You just want something else. But that something else is attached to toxic. That something else is attached to slavery. That something else is attached to bondage. Are y'all tracking with me? This type of mindset that keeps us in a stronghold, that keeps us in bondage, and this is a mindset, y'all. They were out of Egypt. They were free, but were their minds free? Mm. The biggest prison in this world is not the physical prison. It is the mind. And this is why we're opening up on the Egypt mindset in this pod because I'm so passionate about getting us set free to be able to understand that what we're craving is sometimes attached to toxic. 
what we're craving is attached to the enemy. God bless you. This video is sponsored by us here at Simply Uncaged. We do a lot of different personalizations from wood, Bibles, devotionals. We can put names and verses on any type of leather material. We also do woods that you guys can hang and gift to loved ones, merch, apparel, so many out here. Thank you guys so much for always supporting us. Click the link below to just check out what we have. We're always here to serve. God bless you in Jesus name. All right. Let's keep going because I want you guys to understand what hindered them because this Egypt mindset can hinder us from getting into the promised land. This Egypt mindset can truly hinder us from getting into God's presence, God's will. It can because of our doubt, because of our unbelief, because of our rebelliousness, which is a source, a sort of witchcraft. Like there's so much that can hinder us. And what if it's your mouth that's blocking the blessing? What if it's your complaining or your murmuring? And the way that that takes place is you won't speak it unless you think it. That's why we're talking about an Egypt mindset because it is a mindset that is so fixed, right? When something is set, that's why we call it mind set. That mind is set. That mind is fixed to what it's in bondage to what it's in captivity to that's why it's called a mindset it's fixed on toxic it's fixed on the past it's fixed on my on my uh my upbringing my belief system because i've learned that just because you learned it first doesn't always mean it's right like just because we learned it while we were younger doesn't always mean it's right doesn't always mean it's true Whew. It's getting, it's getting heated up in here. Okay, Numbers 13. I just want to share this because this is when they're called out. They call the spies to go scout the promised land. Okay, and this is all going to come together when I talk about what an Egypt mindset is. I'll give you all three keys. And then I'm going to give you all three keys on how to overcome this Egypt mindset. And all the things in the show notes below, whatever platform you guys are uh, listening to this on, I'll make sure show notes are below with scripture to back this up so you guys can go study to show yourself approved unto God and rightly divide the word of truth um, later down the line. Now, in Numbers 13, they're spying out the land of Canaan. In Numbers 13, they're sp the, the spies were sent, and they were out there for 40 days. And then there were spies that brought a bad report and others that brought a good report, okay? Check this out. verse uh, Numbers 13, verse 17. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way, into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. Whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the, now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. I'm gonna skip over to verse 27 and 28. Then they told them and said, we went to the land where they, where they sent us. So they came back from the report. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. So it's a land that's exactly for us. It's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. God's providing there's resources. It's exactly as what we've pictured. But 
There's some giants there, y'all. There are some giants. And this is where in verse 30, they're telling him like, oh, these giants are bigger. I'm going to skip over to verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are all able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go against the people for they are stronger than we. You see how some of the spies saw that these giants might be stronger than us, the Israelites, God's people. And you see how what they saw is what they said. What they saw is what they spoke. My thinking, my seeing, my hearing, my speaking, this all affects my action. Okay. Verse 32, And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Enoch from the giants, uh, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in their own sight, and so we were in their sight. Hmm. I'd really advise you guys to go uh, read and study all of Numbers 13 and the rest of this because the spies that sent a bad report came with a bad report. They didn't make it into the promised land. Egypt mindsets block you from God's promises. Egypt mindsets block you and hinder you from receiving God's blessings. And sometimes it might be your murmur, your complaining, what you're thinking, your report, what you said, how you see God, because they saw that these people were stronger than us. But my question is that if it's not if they're it's not if they're stronger than us, is this is our God bigger and stronger than them? Always is, always will. We know where the story ends in the Bible and who has the victory, who's sitting on the throne, whose kingdom reign above all kingdom. We're fighting from a place of victory, not for victory, because we've already won the battle. It is finished, okay? We're, we're fighting from a place of victory, which means we are victorious. We just need to know that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're seated in high places in Christ Jesus, that blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in every, in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, that the weapon might be formed, but it will not prosper, that the enemy comes one way and he flees seven different ways, that a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again, that we're the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. These are the promises of God that he who is within me is greater than he who is within this world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But I got to continue to walk by faith. I got to continue to know how to use these kingdom keys, these principles, this obedience to be able to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time and the seasons, not being drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but being filled with the Holy Spirit and singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Come on. You guys know these verses. I want to under I want y'all to understand that the only place the enemy has in the believer's life as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, the only place that the enemy has is right underneath our foot. That's the only position that he has. <laughs> so what's hindering you from the Egypt mindset? What's stopping you from breaking free in the mighty name of Jesus? Let me just give y'all some keys on what is an Egypt mindset. And I have these three keys on it just so you can discern. Number one, 
bound to the past, bondage to the past. If you can continue to have this quote-unquote deja vu feeling where you are bound to toxic environments, bound to dysfunctional relationships, and you actually enjoy it or it feeds your soul or it makes you happy in a way, that's what the enemy wants to satisfy your flesh. So if you are bond bondage, if you are in bondage to the past, this might be a prerequisite to know that I might have an Egypt mindset. Okay. Number two, an appetite for toxic atmospheres. An appetite for toxic atmospheres. Like you love being in atmospheres that abuses you. And it's crazy because we're like, no, no one, no one would like an abusive atmosphere. You would be surprised that what people think is satisfying their flesh is actually abusive in the spiritual. Ooh. I, I could say that over and over and over again because we have to discern spiritual things, not things that are uh, satisfy our flesh. And if it satisfies your flesh, but it denies God, this might be a toxic atmosphere. An appetite for a toxic atmosphere. This is another uh, reason to why you might have and precursor an Egypt mindset. Okay. Number three, the language of the flesh. What is an Egypt mindset? A language of the flesh. Complaining, murmuring. These are ways, if you ever want to pray in the flesh, complain because that is you Praying in the flesh. It's what your flesh desires. It's what your flesh wants. It, this is the language of the flesh. A language of the flesh. And that can come from complaining, murmuring. And we saw that this is what continuously hindered them from stepping into the promise that God truly had for them. Three things around understanding if you have an Egypt mindset. This is how to discern if you have an Egypt mindset. Bondage to the past. That's number one. Number two is an appetite for toxic atmospheres. And then number three is the language of the flesh. Now, I, I can't end off un unless I give y'all ways to break free from this Egypt mindset because that's what simply uncaged means is to be simply uncaged in the mind, is to be set free. So how can we be simply uncaged? How can we be renewed in the mind? Because you've been there too long. <laughs> You've been there way too long. And it says the three different keys that I came up with. Number one is renew your mind's thinking. You want to break free? You have to renew your mind's thinking. And this comes through his word. This comes through prayer, continuously seeking God. You must renew your mind towards whatever this culture and this earth has taught you. And seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek the things above. Okay? Renew your mind's thinking. Number two, check your spiritual eye prescription. Check your spiritual eye prescription. Meaning, what I see, just like them and the giants, what I see might hinder me from stepping into promise, just like the spies. What I see, what I see may sometimes hinder me from stepping into the promise. So you must check your spiritual eye prescription. That it it kind of reminds me, every time I think about what I see, I, I think about Jeremiah 1 when God told Jeremiah, what do you see? And he says, I see the branch of an almond tree. And, and he's like, you have seen well. I'm now, now I am ready to perform my word. Mm. 
what you see sometimes hinders us from taking a walk by faith type of moment because the enemy will try to use the eye gates to distract, to bring fear. What the Egyptians were doing was pursuing them, the Israelites, as they were transitioning out. And when they saw the Egyptians, guess what happened? They were like, we'd rather serve them, the people, the same people that enslaved us for hundreds of years and abused us and used us, than be free out here. What I see dictates how I also move. It might have hindered them. If they didn't have a man like Moses to say, no, keep going, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you, but you just got to hold your peace. I'm speaking Bible, y'all. This is all in the Bible. Exodus 14, we just talked about that. Check your spiritual eye prescription. Last thing, number three. This is great, right here. How to break free from an Egypt mindset, number three. Break, or break. How to break free from an Egypt mindset? Proclaim God's promises. Proclaim God's promises that my situation, and this has happened to me so many times in my life, my situation doesn't always look like God's hands on it. But what if God's hands on me and he wants me to be the one to make the next move? And I know the enemy's attacking, but if I just move out the way, boom, covered by the blood of Jesus. But you got to proclaim God's promises. You got to proclaim God's word. I just proclaimed all of God's word right before we went into these keys. You have to proclaim it. You have to, you have to know. And the only way to proclaim it is to know his word. And knowing his word is knowing Jesus. Why? Because in the beginning was the word and the words were with God and the word was God. And the word dwelt among us and became flesh. Okay? And we beheld his glory, the only be glory of the, of the father, the, begotten of, the, the only be glory of the begotten of the father, full of grace and full of truth. I'm talking about Jesus himself. And when I can have reverence and understanding and revelation around everything that I'm learning, Watch God move. I'm going to proclaim his promises. I'm going to proclaim his blessings. Even though what I see doesn't always look like what I desire, God's hand is on me. God is always with me. And his promise is he will never leave nor forsake me. That's proclaiming God's promise. Another one of God's promise is that Jesus is coming back. The promises of God that I shall not die but live and de declare the works of the Lord, that I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves shall not wither and in due season they shall bear fruit. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He prepares a table in the presence of thy enemies. You guys see all this? That when I can proclaim his promises, I can break free. God's word is the thing that also helps renew our mind because it shapes our thinking. There's something powerful about this seed that is living, that is incorruptible. The word of God is an incorruptible seed, but it is a seed. And when it's sown onto good soil, watch it bear much fruit. Sow them seeds, y'all. Three ways to break free from Egypt mindset. Renew your mind's thinking. Check your spiritual eye prescription and proclaim God's promises. God bless you, family. Love you so much. Thanks for tapping in, being part of this. We just dropped this merch as well. Make sure we link this below and everything else that we promised. Show notes will be down there. I hope to see y'all in this whole mini-series on Is This Wilderness, Discerning Wilderness Season. There's so much we could talk about this. Y'all be blessed. We'll see y'all in the next episode. And if you guys are in the different platforms, thanks for always rating, subbing, commenting, us and the family, the team. We love to read those. See y'all in Jesus' mighty name. Bye-bye.